Get ready for a game changer. Welcome to Game Changer, the only game show where the game changes every show. I am joined today by these three lovely contestants. Now you all understand how the game works. No, no not at all. You no. haven't told us. That's right. Our contestants have no idea what game it is they're about to play. The only way to learn is by playing. The only way to win is by learning, and the only way to begin is by beginning. So without further ado, let's begin. Speaking of Game Changer, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Does your sun set high? Does your sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifer? Thanks for joining us today. So glad that you are with us today. I hope you had a fantastic four-day weekend. The reason we had a four-day weekend was because of today being a holiday. And the reason why today is a holiday is because of contestant number one from our game show, Game Changers. (laughs) I never heard about that, that game show ever. And I was, I was doing a search on Game Changer because that's who Martin Luther King Jr. was. And I came across that game show. I think it was put on in 2019. I think it was like one season, 10 episodes. But like I said, Martin Luther King Jr. is contestant number one. But before we can talk about contestant number one, we need to talk about contestant number two, Rosa Parks. If it wasn't for contestant number two, there'd be no contestant number one. I'm not saying that Martin Luther King wouldn't exist, but I don't know if Martin Luther King would exist in our minds as we know him. And what I mean by that is that Rosa Parks was the brave woman who would not give up her seat back in the 50s to a white man who came on the bus. And I won't go into all the details of it. To be honest with you right now, my mind is just swimming And I want to apologize in advance because those who know me the best say I apologize too much. So I might as well go ahead and apologize. But this episode might seem to be a little more disjointed. Um, Let me tell you what's what's going to probably go on with me today. All week long, I've been thinking about what I want to talk about today. I had another idea in my mind for a podcast today. And then I was reminded that Monday was going to be Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is today. You know, when I grew up, it wasn't celebrated really as a holiday, not as a national holiday anyway. And I think it was Ronald Reagan that made it a holiday. And I'm so glad that he did. I'm sad that I missed out on a lot of years when I was younger, that it wasn't celebrated so much because Martin Luther King Jr. was a phenomenal man. And the more I study him and his life and the things that he said and the more I realize what a powerful game changer he really was. In fact, I'm calling him a game changer today because I was shopping for something in Walmart and I just felt drawn 
to this section of children's clothing and I walk over there and the first thing I see is a shirt that just says game changer on it. And I've been thinking all week long, you know, like I said, I had another podcast in my mind that will probably post next week, but this being Martin Luther King Jr., I wanted to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. So at the end of our four-day weekend, let's end it right by celebrating the man who made the weekend possible, not because he gave us a, a holiday or even gave us an extra day off, but because of what his life did for America, for the world, to be honest. Hopefully, I will remember to get to that point as well. But like I said, my brain is just, it's, it's, it's all over the place because I wasn't even sure what to talk about you know, Martin Luther King Jr. until I came across that t-shirt today. And even today, I've been thinking it's late at night now. I'm in my office. Everything is quiet. And I've just been sitting here thinking about that incredible man and his incredible family. I mean, maybe we should call it Martin Luther King Jr. Family Day because his family paid a severe price for his calling for his lifestyle, for what he chose to do, our freedoms and and the civil rights movement and, and how it changed our world. I just want to sit here and bask and marinate in this whole Martin Luther King Jr. and what his life did and the price that his family paid. There's so many directions that I can take. He was just simply a game changer, and he's contestant number one. But to have contestant number one, you have to have contestant number two. Maybe I should call him. Honestly, he should be contestant number three. That just fits better. But before you could have contestant number three, you had to have contestant number two, which was Rosa Parks, which was the incredibly brave woman. Did you know that she was a secretary of the NAACP at the time? And she refused to give up her seat on the bus. I'm sure you know all the story, but back then, you know, the, the buses were segregated and the people of color had to sit in the back. The people that were white had to sit in the front. And if the front started to fill up, then the bus driver would assign seats, much like a school bus driver, I guess, would assign seats. And he'd ask the people that are in the back section to get up and move so that the white people could have a seat. And Rosa Parks was in her seat and a white gentleman showed up. And uh, there was no room for him. So the bus driver told them to get up and move. And she would not move. She wouldn't move. She said, I have a right to be here. And she was arrested, put in jail, the whole deal. And that's really what started the civil rights movement. Welcome to Game Changer, the only game show where the game changes every show. Yes, that's right. It's a game show that changes every week and the contestants don't know what the game is. That's right. Our contestants have no idea what game it is they're about to play. You know, at this point in life, Martin Luther King Jr. was a young man and he was like the 20th pastor of a Baptist church. I don't know. I imagine he had dreams that one day he was going to make some great big gigantic difference or, I mean, because we all have dreams, right? And he was young enough that he probably hadn't had a whole lot of life, maybe snatched, because sometimes the longer you live, life can get tough sometimes. And when, when life gets tough, it can tend to steal away the dreams or squeeze the life right out of him. But he was still young at this point. He was a new pastor at a Baptist church, and I was probably all excited about life, but I don't know if he had any idea 
the difference his life was going to make. I doubt he had any idea that he was going to be assassinated, that his house was going to be bombed, that he was going to have death threats almost daily at one point in his life. I bet he had no idea that his family would pay the price that they had to pay. In fact, if he knew that in advance, I'm not so sure he would have went forward with it. If he knew it in the beginning, like if the, if, if the contestants of the game show knew what the rules of the game were, maybe they wouldn't sign up for the game in the first place. That's what makes the game game changer so unique and, and so fun with that. But oftentimes when it comes to life, we don't know what the rules of the game are. We don't know what the game is we're playing. It just seems to happen. Somewhere out there in life, there's somebody that becomes the game show host and says, guess what? This is the game you're playing right now. You know, you're playing a game with you've got an illness or someone you, you love is has an illness or you, 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 this whole COVID situation. It's a game that, that, wait a minute, I didn't sign up to be a part of this game, you know? And I don't think that Martin Luther King Jr. signed up to be this part of a game. But, you know, when Rosa Parks got put in, in jail... They started a whole strike of the, of the bus system. And here's the interesting thing as I was doing some studying, one of the things I came across was, you know, basically it was the, the black population that the buses survived on them. Because when that strike happened, the buses almost had to shut down. But what made that strike work so well was Martin Luther King Jr. He was asked to be the president of that strike. Which is interesting because from what I understand, I'm sorry if I get a lot of stuff wrong, but like I said, my head is swimming in data. So if I get some stuff wrong, I'm sorry, but check out the whole message of what I'm trying to portray here. I believe that Rosa Parks went to Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. In fact, I believe that she like ran a youth ministry at his church, which takes me to contestant number one. But not so quick yet. For there to be contestant number three, Martin Luther King Jr., there had to be Rosa Parks. And Rosa Parks paid a, a price and she says, No, this is wrong. What you're asking me to do is wrong and I'm not moving. She wasn't violent. She wasn't harsh with her words or her actions. She just silently sat in her seat until the police came and removed her from the bus. And I don't know how violent that got, but I imagine she was probably manhandled, which takes me to contestant number one. But not quite yet. I'm not so sure that Rosa Parks knew when she got on the bus that day that the game was going to be that. That she was going to be put in a game, and depending on how she played the game, will determine whether she goes home that night to her family or to her regular life, or that she spends the evening in jail. Because the game master shows up and says, guess what? Here's the situation. You're sitting in a seat that is rightly yours. You have a right to sit in this seat. The Constitution says that we're all created equal. And all of a sudden, the bus driver, the game show host says, you have to move. And she says, no, I'm not moving. And because of that, the strike of the bus system was instituted and Martin Luther King Jr. was asked to lead that bus strike. And I think it went on for like 13 months or so. And it was successful. It was so successful that the courts determined that segregation on buses was wrong. Because of Rosa Parks' stand, Martin Luther King Jr. became Martin Luther King Jr. 
That's really what got his start. And that was a huge victory, but it was just the beginning of many, many more victories. But if there wasn't a Rosa Parks, I don't know if if Martin Luther King Jr.'s life would have turned out the way it did. Who knows if he would have been the revolutionary that he was. You know, here's something interesting too. If you Google search game changer, words that other words for game changer, the the top one on that list is revolutionary. (laughs) And this is what I love about Martin Luther. He talked the talk and he walked the walk. He was a Baptist minister. And he, he didn't just talk about God. He didn't just talk and preach about Jesus, but he did it exactly the same way that Jesus would have done it. When Jesus was on the earth, he too was a revolutionary. And he too was part of a game that he probably didn't enjoy playing. He was a man familiar with sorrows and acquainted with grief, the Bible says about Jesus, because the game that he had to play. But you know what? The Bible also says that as when Jesus was being crucified, because he was a revolutionary and he was thinking about other people, just like Martin Luther was thinking about other people, just like Rosa Parks was thinking about other people. Jesus thought about other people, and that's why he was brutally murdered and crucified. And But it was crazy. He, he didn't hurt anybody. He wasn't... <laughs> He wasn't a jerk. He he didn't point fingers at people. He was very non-judgmental. He was very loving. I'm talking about Jesus now, and I'm also talking about Martin Luther King Jr. because Martin Luther King Jr. lived it the way Jesus would have wanted him to live it. He didn't just talk at the talk. He walked the walk. He didn't just preach sermons about Jesus. He actually lived to the point of his own death. I mean, his life and Jesus's life are very similar in how they were, the way they were treated and the way they were rejected, the way they were pushed away. Even people that were in, in his camp or supposed to be in Martin Luther's camp, just like those are supposed to be in Jesus's camp. They're the ones who, who said he was doing it wrong. One of Jesus's best friends betrayed him. Martin Luther had people that turned on him, didn't like the way he was doing what he did. Now we look at it, we look back on it, we see this powerful life. But when he was in the midst of it, it was a lot of chaos, a lot of anger, a lot of trouble, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. Death threats, just like Jesus, death threats. I mean, Martin Luther King, I've talked about it before, but I love the meme that says something along the lines of, it has a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. there, and it says, you know, he looted no buildings, he didn't yell at anybody, he didn't didn't attack anybody, and yet he changed the world. Just like Rosa Parks, she was silent and she changed the world. Because she changed the system. She changed Martin Luther King Jr. But she just contestant number two. Contestant number one. If it wasn't for contestant number two, there'd be no contestant number three. If it wasn't for Rosa Parks, we probably wouldn't be celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day today. But if it wasn't for Claudette Colvin, I'm not sure we'd have a Rosa Parks. And yet... Whoever celebrates Claudette Coven. Rosa Parks is known as the mother of the civil rights movement. But before there was contestant number two, Rosa Parks, there was contestant number one. Who is our next player? Claudette Colvin. Who is a 15-year-old girl that did the same thing Rosa Parks did, only did it like nine months before Rosa Parks did it. She was on the bus with a bunch of her friends. They went downtown. They were on their way home. 
and the bus driver asked her to move because a white person showed up. And when her friends got up and moved to the back of the bus, Claudette Colvin did not. Claudette Colvin says she doesn't even remember how she got off the bus, but all of her friends say that she was manhandled. And as a 15-year-old girl, she was arrested at the next stop, and they didn't put her in a juvenile detention. This 15-year-old girl was put in an adult prison that there was nothing but a cot with no mattress and a broken sink. And she was terrified. You can imagine a 15-year-old girl, one minute, She's downtown playing with her friends. I believe they even got out of school early that day. And the next minute, the game show shows up and says, oh, guess what? The game you're playing today is time to get out of your seat for a white woman. She played the game well, just like Rosa Parks played the game well. And from what I read and what I understand is that Claudette Colvin was actually in Rosa Parks' youth ministry. They would meet on Sunday afternoons at Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. And Rosa Parks was this quiet, powerful woman who said that you need to do things right. And so Claudette Colvin did. And Claudette Colvin was arrested. And Claudette Colvin, nobody knew about Claudette Colvin. She went through all of that pressure and all of that horror of, of being put in jail with adults and all that trauma that she had to go through. And really, no one really knows who Claudette Colvin is, but Rosa Parks knew who she was. And I think that's probably why when Rosa Parks was asked to move out of her seat nine months, 11 months, something like that later, what do you think was going through Rosa Parks' brain when that happened? What her 15-year-old young mentoree did the year before. I think that's what gave Rosa Parks the resolve to say, if this is the game we're playing today, someone shows up and made the rules and here's the game, guess what? If Claudette got put in prison, what would I, what would I, how, how am I supposed to go back and see her Sunday afternoon if all of a sudden I moved to the back of the bus? And thank God, Claudette Colvin played the game well because it's what caused Rosa Parks to play the game well, which is kind of what I don't want to say forced necessarily, but all of a sudden here, Martin Luther King Jr. is now he's running this strike on the bus system, which started the whole journey that he took. He changed the world and he didn't burn anything down. He didn't beat anyone up. He got beat up. He got shot and tortured. If not nothing else, at least mentally, his whole life, his, his house got bombed. What an incredible human being contestant number three was. What an incredible human being contestant number two was. And what an incredible human being 15-year-old contestant number one was who most of us don't even know her name. Until tonight, I didn't know what her name was. And I'm telling you, when you start studying the life of Martin Luther King Jr., it's just, my brain is just swimming. But you know what? If you study the lives of a, a lot of revolutionaries, 
They're game changers. You know, when you search on game changer online, it says this, it says that the term game changer refers to an individual or a company that significantly alters the way things are done as a whole. And you know what? When Claudette Colvin, contestant number one, did her thing, she probably had no idea that what she did was going to alter the way it would start the whole civil rights movement. In fact, she could have been the one that was the mother of the civil rights movement, but she ended up getting pregnant. And from what I understand, they said that if they had a young girl that represented them that was pregnant out of wedlock, then people would focus more on that than they would on what she actually did. So they picked Rosa Parks, who was, according to Claudette Colvin's words, were she she's perfect for it because she's a little bit older and she was quiet and she was just she was a secretary of the NAACP. To significantly alter the way things are done as a whole. A game changer is in a game. To have a game, you need more than one contestant, or it's not a game. Claudette Colvin was playing for more than just herself. Rosa Parks was playing for more than just herself. Martin Luther King Jr. was playing for more than just himself. That's why he paid the price that he did. Had his life taken from him, he was shot, assassinated for for what he believed because it was always about helping other people. Really... All Martin Luther King Jr. did was what we've been talking about all along. He just did the right thing at the right time for the right reason. He was asked to run the strike, and that's what he did. And they won. But I don't think he set out that day to say, I'm going to start the civil rights movement. In the same way that Rosa Parks didn't set out and say, I'm going to become the mother of the civil rights movement. In the same way that Claudette Colvin didn't say, you know what, I'm going to inspire my mentor, Rosa Parks, to be the mother of the... (laughs) I mean, they just were given an opportunity. The game changed in front of them. They're looking at the game and they just said, okay, here's a game. I'm going to do the choice that I think is right. And they all did it without being a jerk. They all did it without accusing somebody else without judging somebody else. They were definitely wronged. They were wronged so bad, and yet they didn't rise up and and flip off the people that had wronged them. They, they just, they didn't curse darkness with darkness like we talk about here. I mean, they just turned the light switch on. By staying in that bus seat, it turned the light switch on for Rosa Parks. And when Rosa Parks stayed in that bus seat, it turned the light switch on and gave the opportunity to Martin Luther King Jr., who didn't probably set out to say, I'm going to start a civil rights movement. It came to him, and he responded. Winner of this episode, congratulations. Well done. Celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day today. And I don't know how you're going to celebrate it. You know, with all the other holidays, we know how to celebrate. For Christmas, we give away gifts. For New Year's, we we go somewhere, we watch the ball drop, and we sing Old Lang Syne. For the 4th of July, we light fireworks, <laughs> and we eat food. And and for Father's Day, we, we barbecue. And for Mother's Day, we go to a restaurant, or we go do a brunch. or I mean, we know how to celebrate all the holidays. How do you celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day? Well... 
There's no rules out there, but I bet I know how Martin Luther King Jr. would want us to celebrate it. He'd want us to celebrate it by doing the right thing for the right reason at the right time. He'd want us to celebrate it by turning the light on instead of fighting fists with fists and words with words. He fought anger with love. He fought despair with hope. He fought darkness with light. And he won the game. Someone happy, make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. And we have the day off today because of it. And our world is a better place today because of it. Thanks for listening. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. Good night. You win the show. You win the show. D-Base.